Hey, what's up, everybody? Yaksimash. That's uh, Borat says that, but do you know what? When I was a kid growing up, so I spent a lot of time with my grandparents. My father left when I was in diapers before I turned a year old. Uh, him and my mother were very young. My father was 19 and my mother was 20 when I was born. So they were just kids and he split. He didn't want to be a dad. My mother obviously was ready to be. So we lived with my grandparents in Berwyn, Illinois. And my grandfather was of Czech descent. He was 100% Czech. His parents emigrated here in the 1870s and they met each other in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and they got married in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. But anyways, so he learned to speak Czech before he spoke English. So I know I still remember a few words. I wish I would have learned a lot more from him. He was a realtor in the Chicagoland area for many, many years. And when I wanted to learn uh, Czech, he said, well, why are you going to want to learn Czech? Because who are you going to speak it to when I'm gone? Uh, he said if it was up to him, he would rather know Spanish because that was the language that was predominantly growing other than English. So uh, I did what he said. Uh, yo aprendiendo español. Uh, I'm learning Spanish. But I do remember some words. And uh, I used to remember him saying a lot, Yek se mash. You know, how are you doing? Uh, how's it going? Uh, and then I would, he'd say the proper response for being good was, uh, yes, mam dabje. So, yak se mash. Yes, mam dabje. And then I remember a few other words like, dobry den, dobre odpoledne, that's good morning and good afternoon. And dobre uh, večer is uh, good evening and dobranac is good night. So now you know, now you know some Czech. You heard some Czech. I don't think I have anybody from the Czech Republic listen to me yet, but we are planning a family trip to Europe in summer of 2022 because that is the year between my oldest daughter uh, going from eighth grade to high school. And we want to visit three countries to start. I've never been to Europe. My wife has never been to Europe. So we want to visit my predominant nationality, which is Czech and her predominant nationality, which is Irish. And the only one that we share a little bit of is German. So we're going to try and hit Ireland, the Czech Republic, and Germany with the kids. And we'll make it like a 10, 11 day trip. So kind of cool. Looking forward to that. So let's jump into it. And holy cow, I saw the news this afternoon that Warren Buffett dumped. What did he dump? Goldman Sachs and was it Wells Fargo? Crazy day. I worked some overtime today. I've been working so much. I, I'm, you know, my wife thinks I'm nuts for doing this because it's 10.07. I have work tomorrow. And I said, but you know what? As long as I can, I'm going to do it. Now, in the future, there may be some times where I miss a Tuesday or a Friday, depending on life or work. That's going to obviously come first. But I'm here. I'm doing it. I'm going to get to bed right after this. So anyways, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, Buffett and Gold. Ticker symbol G-O-L-D, Barrett Gold. Hello. Do you know who bought Barrett Gold on June 12th of this year? 25 shares at $24.59. That's right. I knew Warren was listening. I'm telling you, Warren, you don't, you know, you don't have to let on that you listen to the Dapper Dividends podcast, but please, when you when you talk about it at the next Berkshire uh, shareholders conference, 
please just say, well, we liked Barrick Gold because it pays some dapper dividends. I'll get the hint. I'll know what you're talking about. Not a problem. Your secret is safe with us, everybody who listens. So, yeah, Berkshire is in Barrick Gold. And as soon as they announced that after hours, the price jumped, what, almost two bucks. So that's kind of cool. I like their research. I I wanted to branch out. Honestly, it wasn't that big of a deal. I wanted to branch out into... Uh, the gold sector. I wanted some paper gold, so I have physical gold bullion and silver, 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 silver. I have physical gold and silver bullion, and I wanted to have some um, paper gold stocks. Now, truth be told, I did have bare gold for quite some time, and I was in around fifteen, sixteen dollars, and I held it until it started running up and it got close to 20 and I sold it. And that was before I started doing the podcast, but yeah, man, I, I sold it and God, I wish I would have held on to it. I just looked at the chart and it was, you know, blue sky. It was making all time highs. And I thought, yeah, I don't know if gold's going to continue this run up, but here we are sure enough. So bear gold right now though, does have a 1.18% starting yield, which is small, uh, paying 32%. 32 cents annually, not a whole lot there, but they do earn $2.50 a share. Uh, That does fluctuate a lot because it's a very, very cyclical, um, the mining industry, especially the precious mining, uh, precious metals mining. So, but I like to say, hey, that that, that put a little pep in my step on the way home. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I knew it. I knew you were listening, Warren. It's cool. It's cool. So it got me thinking, though, that, man, with gold, I do enjoy holding my physical gold, not buying it for anything other than wealth preservation. It's definitely not a wealth creator. If you look throughout the ages, what you could buy with an ounce of silver in 1910, you could relatively closely buy in 2020 with that same ounce of silver. So uh, it basically helps you leapfrog inflation. It doesn't grow your wealth. Uh, It's just something to erode. Uh, In case the dollar ever collapsed, that's something that I was thinking about was what would that look like if the, because we know the dollar's declining and inflation has to come. I'm sorry, but the government spent what about $800 billion in the great recession of 09. And what are we at about 6 trillion, five, 6 trillion now. And these yahoos in, in DC are talking about another one to 3 trillion it's crazy. That should right there give you pause. 800 billion to fight the last recession. And now we're going to be pushing, I don't know, eight, nine trillion. No, maybe 10 trillion when it's all said and done. And it's just to keep the economy afloat. So uh, something's not right. And I, you know, I don't know. I do know that over the history of the country, the market has always been resolved and gone up and to the right. And yeah, I think about it that if we put money into stocks, we're putting money into companies and these companies make products and services that people need to live and to function and to keep the economy moving. So I hope, you know, they're going to, government likes inflation. If they can inflate currencies, they just print currency. Well, they're, I mean, that's crazy. That would be like me paying my bills with money I'm just making in my garage. You know, you, you just can't do that forever. And I understand it's not the perfect analogy, but um, 
you know, I, I don't know. What does a collapse look like? It's something definitely to think about. We can look at two recent examples in Venezuela and then further back uh, in 1920s Germany in the Weimar Republic. Not a good thing to have rampant inflation like that. But the company survived and hopefully the strong will survive just like anything else, which is why I've really committed to focusing on quality. And, I, you know, I, hopefully I can have 20 to 25 quality companies uh, to be diversified in. And I'd like to get some of those away from the U.S. dollar as well. We'll see what that looks like. I, I you know, the, 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 the wealthy leave first whenever there's a crisis of a currency or something like that with a country. You always see the wealthy get out, the people who have the means and the ability they get out early. They see it on the horizon because they're not going to be sit in that country and drained and locked in and have everything taken, especially when governments start seizing bank accounts and assets and nationalizing this and that. The, they are basically canaries in coal mines, if I had to look at it. When you start seeing the wealthy get out of Dodge and start to leave, that's when you need to make a decision if you're going to stay or if you're going to go. And truth be told, I would prefer to go wherever there's liberty because I don't know how bad things will get. I don't know what governments will do. They can wipe out everything. Everybody's 401ks. It could happen. I hope to God it doesn't happen. It's it's frightening to think about and it's a little heavy to think about, but it's one of the reasons why I have some physical gold and why I also think I'm going to buy some more Bitcoin on the next dip. Bitcoin worries me because in the last, in March, you could see that it just... There was no flight to Bitcoin like there's usually been a flight to gold, but this was crazy. Everybody was selling everything. And the the smart people like us, because you're listening to this podcast, we bought, we bought and we buy and we hold. But it definitely concerned me to see that Bitcoin dumped along with the whole market. But what are you going to do? We need to be buying transferable assets. I think it's a very good thing to have a portion in transferable assets. Now, whether that means opening up a foreign bank account, I don't know if you go that far, or trying to cash some of your US dollars into euros right now before the shit hits the fan, as they say. But the best thing you can do is work on your skill set, your skill stack, as uh, the Choose FI podcast calls it, your skill stack, your talents. What do you have that's transferable? It's, it's just all around. You hope I hope to God there's never a collapse. I do enjoy this country. Obviously, I was born in here. But I would go wherever my family has the best opportunity because that is who I ultimately hold my allegiance to. I'm sorry to say, if things were bad enough here and I had a choice, I would leave the United States. It would not be an easy decision, especially if my wife's family didn't want to go. But I'll tell you what, it is definitely in my best interest to do what is best for my wife and my children and myself. And I have skills. I and I know how to weld. I know how to work on mechanical dock equipment, electrical equipment. I know hydraulics. So if we ever had to reach that situation, I know that my skills are transferable. So at the very least, you should ask yourself, what skills do I have if I was reduced to zero and you had to go to another country? What could you do? How would you be able to function? What value could you provide for for income if you don't control it yourself? Just something to think about. You know, I don't I don't know. 
We'll see. If you were, if the government seized all of your bank accounts, everybody's and reduced everyone to zero, but they would let you out. Where would you go? What would you do? Uh, yeah. So let's jump into my taxable. A <laughs> little bit light for the uh, weekend there. Government seizing assets, the 401ks and market going to, to zero. But actually, you know what? I think that the country would fracture because you're still going to have 330 million people here in this country. I think there would be regions. I, I think that states grouped by common interests would group together and form a region. You might have the South region or Southwest. You might have two or three states, maybe split across state lines and uh, form their own little countries. You know, it's it's how it is in Europe. I always tell my kids, they're, you know, they think, well, some of those people are smart. They speak like three languages. And I say, yeah, but look, we're in Illinois. Now imagine if Illinois spoke a language and then Michigan to our northeast and Indiana to the east and Wisconsin to the north. Imagine if they all spoke a different language. We go to all those states pretty uh, regularly. So you'd pick up and you would definitely learn some. So something to think about. What are you doing to improve yourself? What can you do? And what skills do you have that are in demand all over the world? And in my taxable account, we're just going to do an abrupt segue right into that. Very cool. I mentioned it on Twitter that sometimes the stock market gods allow you to come out of a mistake unscathed, which they did for me with ticker symbol IGC. India Globalization or Global Company. I don't even care. Forget. I'm, I'm going to be glad to forget about them. This was a penny pump and dump from ages ago that I got into and I held and then I didn't get out and it went sub 25 cents almost. It was, it was way down there. It was ugly. I relegated it. You know, I only had 50 shares, uh, 50 shares at $2 and three cents. So a little bit over a hundred bucks. Nothing killer, but money is money and a lesson is a lesson. This is one of the, of course, the lighter mistakes that I've made. And they had some news about FDA approvaling of a FDA testing, allowing them to begin testing a Alzheimer's drug. And they're mostly a marijuana company, uh, cannabis, pharmaceutical cannabis. So, you know, the news started pushing it up, pushing it up. And I thought, ah, there's a, there's a chance. Look at this. We're coming up on 80 cents a buck in the pre-market. Uh-oh, it's cut. Sure enough, it came. I, you know, I set myself for $2.05, so I'd make $1 just out of principle. Hopefully it hit. So in the morning, it touched 205 by order to get filled, and it went back down to the $1.30 range. And I came close to selling in the 150s, but I thought, you know what? I smell a pump coming, and I think this thing's got more more room to run. And sure enough, it did. Uh, A few hours later, it sold at 205. I made a buck and then it went to the 220s, closed around there. And then the next day on Wednesday, the damn thing went all the way to $4.50. And then it started coming back down. And today it closed under, I think, $1.70 something. I didn't even look. Point being, stay away from penny stocks. I still have some mistakes. And I'm waiting. I'm waiting on a few others. I think I'm going to be waiting on Aurora Cannabis for quite some time. What a mistake that was. But we learn expensive lessons in the market, and this is how we improve. And as long as we're failing forward, and you know what? I haven't done anything else with uh, penny stocks. Stay away. Great rule of thumb to remember is if they're not making money, 
I'm not putting money into it. So, well, that's not true. I save a little bit for speculating because that's what that is. You are speculating that one day that company will make money. So just do yourself a favor. If you want to be an investor, stick with the companies that make money, that have solid earnings, and they're growing those earnings. They're going to be a little more expensive, but you are paying up for quality. So pay up for quality. Stay away from the junk unless, you know, I don't know if you like to go to a casino. Sometimes I do and play roulette. I haven't been to a casino in a while because I instead I I buy a story stock and I put money into that and see what happens. So those are story stocks. If they don't make earnings, they have a story that one day they will and maybe they will, but you know what at this point in my life I would prefer to just stick with the companies and pay up for quality, pay up for that guaranteed or as near as guaranteed cash flow as you can have. So what did I else do? I received dividends from Realty Income, ticker symbol O, $4.44, and ticker symbol ABV, A-B-B-V, $11.80. So in my taxable account, I did receive $16.24 of dividend income today, so that's cool. And this week, we'll recap all my buys. I bought one share of Johnson & Johnson, ticker symbol J-N-J, at $147.43 which that added $4.04 of annual dividend income. One share of ticker symbol D-U-K, Duke Energy, at $84.60. And even though it's Duke Energy, they are utility. They're not in the energy sector. Fun little fact. Uh, that added $3.86 of dividend income. Uh, two shares of ticker symbol O, Realty Income, at $61.90. That added $5.60 per year of income. Three shares of Cisco, beaten down bad, bad, bad after their ER. People dumped it down about five bucks. I bought three shares. I picked up what they were putting down. Three shares of Cisco at $42.59, which is good for adding $4.32 of dividend income. And then today, one little itty bitty lonely share of Pepsi, ticker symbol PEP, at $137.69. And that added $4.09 of dividend income a year. For a total this week, I added $21.91 of dividend income. And I am now up to $1,432.50 of annual dividend income until there's a raise until I add more next week but that's where we're at right now and my portfolio value of just the dividend stocks now like I said I have IGC I had IGC thank god I had IGC they're gone he gone and that's a White Sox thing here in Chicago not a fan of that announcer but sometimes it's fitting to use it I don't remember what I was saying oh I, I don't include the penny stocks and all those so on the, uh, the the tracker that I built, I'm using one for the SDIRA and one for the taxable. That is at $29,128.56. And again, I'm waiting for these pennies to hit because when they do, like with IGC, as soon as I, I sold that, I sold out of it. I celebrated by buying a share of Duke, making the right, putting right what I once did wrong. Thankfully, my money, I got it back. The other ones, I don't know how lucky I'll be. And uh, yeah, so I also have $412 of cash left and I wanted to spend it today, but you know, I'm just gonna slowly keep dripping it in 
And I don't know, maybe we're never going to get a pullback. Uh, it's just the Federal Reserve, I guess, said no more recessions, corrections, or depressions ever. Just cannot happen, like ever. Okay, SDIRA. In my IRA, which I took 30000 out of my American Funds IRA and put it into this. But you know what? I'm going to get a sip of, uh, of a beverage here. Listen to the dulcet tones of the background music. That's good. And if you're listening on one and a quarter, that went even quicker. And for those of you brave souls that listen to one and a half, thank you for listening to me at one and a half. Okay. The SDIRA. I received dividends today. Consequently, the same, but not the same amount. Realty income, ticker symbol O, $5.84. And ticker symbol ABBV, ABV again, $5.90 for a total of $11.74 coming in. And the way I look at that is, yeah, those didn't buy a full share, but I look at it as a discount. So if you're buying something that's 100 bucks, I just got an $11.74 discount off of it. Really cool, that's how I'm rolling money in. Uh, those were the only two divvies. I had a few buys this week. So I did buy two shares of AbV at $92.95. This is the AbV show, the all out AbV show. All about AbV, there's the total. Uh, the total The total title is all about AbV. There we go. Uh, bought two shares at $92.95. That added $9.44 of dividend income. A beautiful 4.99% starting yield on AbbVie. Super solid, very low payout ratio. I can't get into these too much. I, I you know, I, I guess I could take a whole episode one time or, or 10 minutes to break down one. Uh, let me know if you'd like like that. I, I don't know. I could, could do that. But I feel that I want to share with you what I'm buying and this isn't advice for what to buy, but more or less what I'm buying and giving you ideas. I like to hear what people are buying and then I do my own research. So it's better if you know how to buy instead of being told what to buy, because then you can research it yourself. I also bought three shares of Duke, ticker symbol D-U-K, more Duke, at $82.92. That added $11.58 of dividend income and two shares of Consolidated Edison, Con Ed, ticker symbol ED at $73.65, which added $6.12 of dividend income. So with all of those combined, that gave me an additional $27.14 of dividend income a year. And with those dividends received, I have received $91.45 in dividends since March. I, I'm not tracking this with my taxable because I moved over. It's been a strange journey. I think I was at Scott Trade, and then I moved from Scott Trade to Robinhood. And then I had a Robinhood and a Weeble because they were free. And then Schwab went, went commission-free. And then I moved. I closed those two and uh, funneled them into Schwab. So, 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 so Schwab is where my money's at and all the data didn't transfer over. So I can't track all the dividends I've received, sadly, but it's okay. I'm doing it for the self-directed IRA from square one from day one. And that's okay. I got them. I got paid that money and, and reinvested them. So they're in there. They're in there. I just can't tell where. 
And I'm timing the market. I'm I'm not timing the market. I'm spending time in the market, which is what you all got to do. Y'all got to spend that time in the market. And sorry, brain fart, brain fart, and I can't read my handwriting. So let's wrap this thing up. Let's get out of here. Uh, that portfolio is worth $22,646.37. You can follow along on the tracker. I really need to do a different type of tracker, but I have them pinned to my Twitter profile, which is at RustyRam78. And I also have $9,011.05 of cash still left to spend. I'm being a good boy. And uh, dollar cost averaging that in. And uh, yeah, that's going to wrap it up here. I'm going to pop in here. Five, four, three, two. And we've got new music. And I didn't leave, but I am back to tell you about my song of the show. This week's song of the show is Chrome by VNV Nation. This is an electronic, dancey group. They hail from the UK. I think it's only two guys. I know the singer is Ronan Harris. Uh, I believe he was born in Ireland. They've been around since the mid-90s. And I met my wife at Exit Chicago. If any of you, anywhere in the world you are, you can go to Google right now and type in exit, E-X-I-T, Chicago, and hit images. It is an old punk and metal bar, and it's alternative. Just hanging out with drag queens, and anybody is welcome there. Tattoos, piercings, heavy metal. I love it. Downstairs was punk rock and metal, and upstairs is uh, like VNV Nation. So I would get the best of both worlds. I love both of those worlds. I would vacillate between the floors. What a great time. God, I love that. We spent a lot of time there, the wife and I. I met her there. She would go there before uh, before I met her. So we both went there, and then one night we ran into each other on the dance floor. I don't remember what song was playing. That would be cool. But that was that will have been 20 years ago, coming up in November that we met. So... Um, that's cool. But VNV nation is one of the staples that we would hear that I would dance to. And Chrome is a fantastic song. Great energy. Uh, I like this band. I like a lot of what they do. Uh, the VNV stands for victory, not vengeance. And I've always remembered that they have kind of a, a motto to the group is that one should strive to achieve, not sit in bitter regret, man. How cool is that? That's a great way to end the show with their saying that strive to achieve, do better, no matter whether it's you regret yourself or something someone did, because you can learn from the past. Just don't live there. Get out of the past. Trust me. I've, I spent the better part of my mid thirties in the past wishing I did things differently. And there was some days I lost that I can't have back. And those are gone. And thankfully, my wife was there. I went through a period where, uh, not I won't say it was dark, but it was definitely not healthy. And she would always keep saying, get out of the past. Get out of the past. You're ruining the present. You're ruining the future. And damn it, she was right. So I've gotten a lot better. 
I can still at times be a little bit maudlin, especially when I'm drinking. And, you, you know, you kind of think the past was better, but it wasn't. My God, it wasn't. Sometimes I miss those those carefree days. Like when I was, even before her, I would just, you know, ah, I'm going to go out with the guys. I'm going to look for girls. I'm going to drink. It's a Saturday night. But there was a lot of times I went home by myself and it was just, it sucked. So you always have, uh, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side of your memory, I guess. So check out Chrome by Victory Not Vi- <laughs> Victory Not Violence. <laughs> no, Victory Not Vengeance. VNV Nation. Check out Chrome. And as I always say, I got to change that. I don't like that. I don't like the sound of that, as I always say. I'm going to change that eventually. But for now, I always say, everyone you meet has something to teach you. No, wait. Follow me on Twitter, at RustyRam78. Check out my YouTube channel, Stashing... No, it's Dapper Dividends. I'm going through a little bit of a rebirth here. This weekend, I'm going to do the first videos different. I'm doing my Stashing Worthy Acorns as a very short standalone. And then if I have time, I'm going to do an analysis of GE and Ford because those are the two top traded stocks on Robinhood. Two top traded. I like that. That flows. We're caught in a trap. I can't hold back. Elvis. Because I love you too much, baby. I like that song. That should have been my song of the show. (laughs) We can't go on together with suspicious minds. With suspicious minds. (laughs) I'll do it all. All right, guys. I'm getting goofy. It's 1030. I got to get to sleep. Check out the show. Follow me on Twitter. Go to DapperDividends.com. That's my wife's and mine website. And, uh. I don't know what the hell else to say. Uh, Everyone you meet has something to teach you, but it's up to you to find out what that is. I'll talk to you on Tuesday.